Greetings one and all and welcome back, hopefully back or maybe this is the first time to the Soccer Talkies Podcast. My name is Vikram, I'm with Jack and as usual we have a number of things to talk about today. Or maybe a few things. Huh? We'll see how the session goes but let me let Jack you know, run you through what we have to talk about today. Well, you guys probably know, if you've been paying attention to the news, what we're going to be discussing. There's a certain few sort of transfer sagas that have been dominating the headlines very recently, involving a few players that you know that we will be taking some time to discuss today. And wherever we go from there, we will go from there. As we are, for some leagues, one week away from the season starting, some leagues two weeks away from the season starting. So we're really knocking on the door now. I can't believe it's actually, uh, you know, going to resume once again. I thought it was like... It really seems like it ended yesterday. Maybe it's because of the Euros, you know? That's the reason why. That's probably probably the case. Yeah, but um, I guess, you know, uh, who do we start with first? Well, let's start with the move that's... Well, not done, but... Is reportedly done. Okay. So if you have seen on Twitter today, it has been Here We Go by Fabrizio Romano. Aston Villa midfielder Jack Grealish will be signing for Manchester City. He will become the most expensive English player ever at about £100 million. He will become, I believe... (laughs) The most expensive purchase by a Premier League pl- a Premier League team in yeah, that's right. league history. That's, that's right. At uh, least for the next week and a half. Before Kane. <laughs> before you know one before one of the two other players that we're gonna discuss make their move. That's a very good point, actually. But as of right now, Jack Relish is the most expensive English player in history, the most expensive Premier League purchase in history at one hundred million great British pounds by Manchester City Football Club. That's insane, man. It is. I, oh, I'm baffled. <laughs> I'm positively baffled. I mean, I, good on For some reason, good on Villa. I deep down thought that Villa were going to keep them for one more year and just see what happens. But, I mean, they've they started reinvesting the Grealish money before there were even talks, there were even serious talks at least of him going to City. And mm-hmm. I think they've invested it pretty well, and they seem like they're going to continue to invest it pretty well. No, which is, I mean, I for if, if I'm mean, ever since they got Emi Martina, you know, I knew these people know what they, I mean. They know what they're doing, you know. Austin Villa aren't a bunch of they're they're not run by a bunch of jokers, you know. Thankfully, Ed Woodward isn't uh, the chief of uh, <laughs> transfers or you know an executive director with that. But you know, in all on all seriousness, though, I think we don't love for sort of cashing in while they still can. Because yeah, hundred million is ridiculous for someone. I mean, don't get me wrong, really, just you know, uh, it's a great player. You know, it's a fantastic player. But I think once again, it's because he's English. Right? Which is the reason why you're paying such ridiculous transfer fees. Because he's going I mean, from one prem team to another. No, that too. You know, he's that, going from one a... team with money to another team with money. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's also another very good point that you raised. You know. I guess it's. It'd be interesting to see how he fits in that city lineup, though. 
or the same that's the biggest system. question right because oh, I mean, not, yeah not only you can question where he's gonna play like is he gonna play on the left are you gonna drop sterling to play him on the left are you gonna drop Mares to play him on the right are you gonna drop gundogan to play him through the middle <laughs> But there's also sort of the stylistic aspects. City are a very systemic team. They're very pass and move, build up in very organized ways. And Jack Grealish is very much the opposite of that. He's someone who you give the ball to and just watch him make things happen. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be sort of a stick or twist moment between how much Grealish has to sort of shoehorn himself into the city system versus how much Pep Guardiola allows the system to sort of loosen around Grealish and allow him to do what he does best, which is get the ball, run at people, and make things happen. But he, you wouldn't necessarily say that he's City's biggest need. I mean, you'd probably put a striker ahead of a creative midfielder. You'd probably put a left back ahead of a creative midfielder, too. So it's very interesting that City decided to drop the money on Grealish versus on anyone else. To be honest, you're right about that. First, uh... Hmm. I don't know, maybe uh, Pep wants to assemble an all-English team. I don't know, you know how some people are fixated with this idea of creating a, uh, an all-English team? I'm looking at you, Ole. Alright, I'm looking at you. Okay, I don't know why you have this perpetual need. Um, <laughs> no, that's, just you, that's just you, deep down inside, wishing for another class in 92. Yeah, that's... that's uh, that's a fair, fair, fair assessment. Fair, fair assessment. Yeah, fair don't, don't even lie. Don't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, we're getting another class on I2. But before I divert, right, I think, um, and I guess it, to sort of to, to touch on, you know, the Grealish money being spent by Villa, and, you know, you, you're right in the fact that they've invested in it pretty uh, well. I mean, Leon Bailey for £30 million. Uh, Danny Ings, £25 million. Yeah, that Danny Ings uh, move came out of nowhere. <laughs> there was absolutely nothing on Danny Ings moving. And then at the drop of a hat, he's a middle player. You know what's funny, though? Didn't he say, like, he wants to leave Southampton to play, you know, Champions League football? And man, man's going to be up, bro. No Champions League team wanted him. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to say, yeah, I want to play Champions League football. But it's another thing to say, to be good enough to get into a Champions League team. <laughs> Is he, I mean, is he good enough to get into the Champions League team? I think he is. No! <laughs> yeah, I mean, bro. You tell, you're Don't telling be ridiculous. Me okay, wait, who's... You're telling me Danny Ings couldn't crack get... Uh, oh, well, technically speaking, who's in the Champions League next season? United... Liverpool, uh, United, City, Chelsea. Oh, that's right. I keep on thinking of Leicester inside now. He's not yeah. getting into the Leicester team either. <laughs> yeah, probably not, man. Probably not. It's after it's after those five teams that you're really going to have some interesting conversations about how Danny Ings could fit into the team. And Aston Villa is definitely one of those teams that, at least depending on how they spend the rest of this money, Danny Ings could be their starting number nine and could do a very well, good job as still. their starting number nine. They'd probably play him off to the left because he's at mm. least mobile enough to be an inside forward. Though I don't Makes necessarily sense. think that's the best idea, but it, they would have to sign a left winger in order to do that because I don't necessarily trust Trezeguet or El Ghazi as the left winger. Interesting. Well, what about... Uh, you think, you know, 
Is there anyone else that they should buy, or they might be, you know, investing this Grealish money into? I mean, there likely is. It's just the links are escaping the media at the moment. the The Danish kid from Sampdoria, Mikkel Damsgaard, I think would be a smart kid oh, for them. That would be a smart kid for them. Exciting, quick good with the ball at his feet sort of Grealish-esque in a way but he's can score free kicks (laughs) can score very good free kicks in England that's true scores very good goals in England Uh, obviously isn't nearly the player Grealish is he's still quite raw as a player but he at least gives them that potential and that upside I think that would be their that would be a wise investment so then you'd have Damsgaard um, Buendia Bailey behind Watkins, I think that would be a really good front four. Aside from that, I'd probably buy a defensive midfielder. I mean, I like Douglas Luiz. I think he's a good player, but I'd buy a more defensive-minded defensive midfielder rather than a deep-lying playmaker like Douglas Luiz is. Well, that's going to cost you a bit because uh, not many that are around. Not many yeah, good you, ones you know, that are around. I mean, I mean, Villa are shopping in the di- in a different aisle, so to speak, than Manchester United are when it comes to defensive midfielders. Yeah, like Manchester true. United right. are looking for a top tier defensive midfielder. Aston Villa can take a few liberties and buy someone who may grow into that role. Mm, that's true. That's true. I mean, unless they, but clearly they're trying. To, they're showing that you know they're, they're a force of. Uh, they have a lot, you know big intentions. And they're definitely it, I think showing it's a, intent. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And I think um, a move that we haven't brought up that was made today, they're loaning in Axel Twanzebe from Man United, who I think is a good player. I think this is a good experience for Axel Twanzebe, speaking from a Manchester United perspective. And I think that fixes one of their main issues, which is the fallibility of Tyrone Mings. So... (laughs) It's true. And, I mean, Twanzebe isn't an unfamiliar face in the line. He spent, what, two seasons there. Alone, if I believe, or a season I recall, but you know he had a very, very good stint at the club, and that's the reason why you know he was brought back to United to uh, try so to take bench. a claim. <laughs> well, to try except for to that game in Paris, where he actually played very well. <laughs> that's true. No, it, it is true, and I think um, perhaps what they're trying to do is you know give him more Premier League experience so that he could come back as a better player. And I think, you know, we're better than Villa where he's already had a good loan spell at. I think, yeah, you're right. Also where he's going to be playing in a team that's good enough to compete for the top six. And he's going to yeah. be playing in, you know, a big pressurized atmosphere. And he's, it's not necessarily a sink or swim moment, but he's, it's not like you're loaning him to the championship or something. Like, you're putting him in a team that could be potentially fighting for European football at the end of the day. Yeah, and in a team where he's likely going to play a lot because I personally think he's better than Tyrone Mings. But I mean, Twanzebe and Ezri Kansa at the back would be pretty interesting. (laughs) Oh, that would be pretty interesting. I mean, if anything, uh, you know, if that if that partnership works out well, I would even say, you know, Axel, my boy. You know, make the loan move for a permanent transfer because United don't deserve you. No, honestly. Oh, like, you wanted the it, class of '92. No, hey, what do you call that? It's I have to be realistic here. You know, at the end of the day, I, I pity the boy, right? I really do. Ah, uh, it's it pains me to see, you know, United Academy prospects leave the club. But end of the day, if the club isn't valuing them, go somewhere that values you. Which is the reason why, you know, I'm pretty happy that you know. Uh, Angel Gomez is uh, 
doing not too bad for himself, you know. And, it's a league uh, champion. Yeah, exactly. You know, like doing not too bad for himself. He played absolutely zero part in it, but he's a league champion. The champion, you know, hey, <laughs> says it all. Uh, another, another yeah. This this completely hopped into my mind just now. Another name that I think Villa has been linked with is Todd Cantwell in North City. Ooh. I think that would be a good move for them because he at least replaces the more creative aspect of Grealish. Like obviously we all we all remember last season when Grealish got injured, Villa's form basically fell off the edge of a cliff because everything in that attack revolved around Grealish creatively and they didn't really have anyone who could fill that void. Now Emmy Blundia has come in and is likely gonna be that guy this year, but if Emmy Blundia gets injured, they're sort of in the same situation. And it's, so, you know, it, it's sort of hard yeah, to, you know, double dip and buy the two best players from a newly promoted team in North City and Blundia and Todd Cantwell, but, I mean, that would be a good signing. I think play Cantwell in the middle, uh, Blundia on the right, Bailey on the left behind Watkins would be very interesting. You know who else would be a good signing for that? <sighs> I know who you're going to say. I, I don't even don't don't even the big bro. Don't that is not who I thought say. you were gonna say. <laughs> no, I was not gonna say Daniel or James or something like that. No. That, is, that is what I thought you were going to say. No, no, no. Uh, don't even the big would be a good signing for them. I think all things considered, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I know. Loan the bugger. You know, like it's not like United are gonna play him. Say, hey, true, true. all I does hate him. Yeah, you know, like, and I think he would offer interesting options. Uh, in the center of the park because don't get me wrong I don't think they have depth per se in midfield with regards to you know um, options if you know if you know I mean, what they I mean abs- they absolutely don't well, so you know I guess I guess Morgan Sanson still exists as this great unknown quantity because he came in January last year from Marseille and didn't really get a chance to feature all that much so maybe he turns into you know the ultimate rotational piece in midfield who can rotate with McGinn rotate with Douglas Louise but they've lost Ross Barkley who essentially wasn't really that good um, yeah obviously they lost Jack Grealish so you're right there may be you know some depth questions there Donny Van de Beek could fill a role at 10 could fill a role rotating for eight. McGinn at 8 yeah. it makes sense it's just a question of would Ole miss the ability to stick Donny Van de Beek on the bench every single game? Nah, trust me, Ole will find a new uh, a new friend on the bench. Maybe you know, you know, maybe we're yeah, looking maybe at it'll wrong, be, bro. Maybe it'll be He's lonely. <laughs> well, maybe Ole is lonely, man. You know, like he, he needs someone to talk to. And when he looks at Van de Beek, he's like, I have a friend. But would I be playing you when I can talk to you for the ninety minutes, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't that friendship is. I don't think that friendship is mutual. I don't think it has to be, man. <laughs> you know, whatever the manager says goes, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, if the manager doesn't get it right, then he goes. It is. That's how it goes. It is. All right. So, um, going to talk about, or rather ask you an important question with regards to Grealish. All right? You, and you sort of hinted at this earlier. Where would he fit best at City, in your opinion? I know you said, you know, he, there are multiple positions in which, he can, in which he can play, but in your opinion, if you were Pep, where would you play, uh, slot him? I'd probably play him in midfield. Just one of those three positions in the middle of midfield, because 
Well, I mean, do we really think Okaka Nuwan going to be that good next year? <laughs> like what he was don't, last year and this year? Don't let if those is, words come back to bite me. I mean, if he is, it's going to be because he's playing as a false nine again. So oh, he's going to be there regardless, and there's still going to be a position open in midfield. And it does sort of make sense in midfield if you have De Bruyne, who's not necessarily... I'm not going to say he's an inactive player, but he's not necessarily the the runner that Jack Grealish is. And you he's put Grealish next to him as someone who can just run at people and make things happen. So maybe it works better on the left when he has the ability to run at the fullback and get in one-on-one situations against the fullback where he's able to draw fouls. God knows he d- draws all the fouls in the world. He's the most fouled player in the Premier League last season uh, where he has the ability to get into favorable matchups, especially with how much City overlap their fullbacks. But at the same time, do you drop Raheem Sterling? <laughs> God, it must yeah, be great true. being a City fan asking these questions. Right? <laughs> Which world-class player are we going to play in this position? I mean... It seems like he preferred playing on the left for Villa. For largely for the reasons of he has the ability to dribble at people more playing as a winger and come inside and dribble in more as a winger versus playing as a number ten. But it is a completely different system at City. It's a system that's a lot more systemic. As I said before, it's a lot more systemic and not really designed for players like Grealish. But if you're gonna spend a hundred million on him, <laughs> You're gonna have to stick him somewhere. Yeah, you're right about that. Because you, guess... you're not spending a hundred million on a player to bench him. You're just not. You know, I don't care who you are. Like, you you could be the richest. You like, your stadium could be made of gold. You could be swimming in coins like your Scrooge McDuck, and you're spending a hundred million on a player. You're not spending a hundred million on a player to bench him. So Grealish is going to play somewhere. I just don't know where. Is there a possibility that, you know, maybe you're not realizing this, but someone in that city camp is probably leaving. And, you know, when I'm looking at the wingers there, and I'm saying wingers because I don't think he's going to... I mean, would he play in the middle of the park? Probably. Possibly. I don't think he's going to be happy as much as uh, playing on the wings. And I have a feeling Bernardo Silva might be. Even though he tends to, you know, prefer playing on the left, Bernardo usually plays on the right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Grealish can easily slot in the right. I don't think he can. You don't think so? Or not as effectively because he's right-footed. Because that's just, that's part of his game. Like, he wants to cut in on his right, and he wants to be going in on his stronger foot. He's a classic inverted flanger. Also, Bernardo Silva doesn't even start on the right for Man City anymore. Riyad Mahrez does. Yeah, you're right. It's really good to be a City fan right now. It's it's so easy just to forget about all these players that City have. Yep. Yep, you're right. I'm taking a look at the City squad right now, and I realize... Damn, that <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think that statement is wrong though. I think Bernardo Silva is eventually going to leave, and I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. But yeah, I don't really know if Grealish takes that role. 
it would seemingly point to Raheem Sterling leaving, but that seems a little ridiculous. I mean, what? This is this is based on the fact that everything that we talk about with Men's City is ridiculous because they're just comedic, just a conglomeration of money and the best talent in the world, and the inability to win the Champions League. But if there's a an attacking player in that City team who's going to leave, who's not named Gabriel Jesus, who's going to leave to make room for Grealish, I would look at Sterling first. Or whoever else they have as a left winger. Because the only one I can think of is Sterling. God. Then Sterling's going gonna... <laughs> Yo. And that sort of seems a little ridiculous. Because Reem Sterling is really good. <laughs> he is really good. You know, I don't think... Okay, something about Sterling, you know, you cannot deny the statistically right. The man's insane. You know, he's he, when he's playing, yes, he's, he's really good as well. But sometimes he, he does some... I don't know, like, some, sometimes things don't connect for him, and then out of nowhere he does, and he scores a billion goal, or he sort of turns the game around. Yeah, like two but seasons like, ago when he scored 20 goals. Yeah, but no. you know, 80%, 80% of the time, right? Like, he was missing the shots, sloughing his chances, but he scored 20 goals. And it's Raheem Sterling for you, I guess. Yeah, it's like how he, he let's be honest, Raheem Sterling wasn't all that good this season. And no, go into no. the Euros thinking, oh my goodness, why is Raheem Sterling starting instead of Marcus Rashford? And, and lo and behold, Raheem Sterling is one of England's best players at the Euros. Right. Right. So, like, oh, bro. He, he, he is, a, I mean, I'm not to sort of open a can of worms because I want to transition this to uh, the next player that sort of, uh, you know, potentially well, going uh, to cost 100 million, but. Before, He's still in before this we league. transition to the next player, finish yeah. your thought, but I have one more thought to bring up to, before we transition to the next player. Cool. He's uh, still in this league, right? Where does he go to? Who can afford him? Granted, this is to accommodate Jack Village as a left winger. Alright, because I think he just needs to shut up and just, you know, contend with the fact that he has to be rotated. <laughs> <laughs> with Grealish because no one else is going to pay the man that amount of money and I, mean, I don't think he's going to be yeah. satisfied at any other club you know because they're not going to win I mean, as much Real Madrid maybe it's the only other one I can think of I mean they need to get rid of Hazard first he's, bro and that's going to yeah, take a while yeah they need to get rid of Hazard bail but the only two options I could think of is Real Madrid or him going back to Liverpool Okay, and we know for a fact no money. <laughs> and and Liverpool fans hate Sterling alright okay well yeah they're, know, they're, like, they're a fickle bunch they'll get over it no I mean if he does go back uh, you know who knows if Salah leaves <laughs> if um Mane Mane or Salah leave yeah you know like but since yeah. Liverpool seem allergic to spending money at this point I don't think that would happen I guess yeah, the added benefit yeah. with, with Sterling is he can play on either wing. That is true. So he can accommodate in that manner if you're rotating Mares. Like I, I completely forgot Ferran Torres plays for Man City. This this team is unfair. How have they not won the Champions League? <laughs> I have no idea, bro. They have Ferran Torres sitting on the bench just, just for giggles. Like, this is just comedically unfair. I mean, okay, well... 
at least they they sort of uh, uh, sold Jack Harrison or let Jack Harrison move to Leeds on a permanent transfer though. You know, that and that's be good really... because Jack because Jack Harrison is really good, and I'm glad he's going to be a central figure to Leeds instead of riding the bench for Man City. Yeah, because you know he's never going to get a chance, bro. What about Phil Foden? You know, is Foden going to get a chance? That that was the player I was going to bring up. What about Phil Foden? To be honest, if I was Foden, right. And if I was looking at uh, Pep right now, I would tell Pep, hey, you know, uh, don't do this deal just yet, right? Pay 80 million and loan me to Villa for the rest of the season. I mean, that doesn't really do any good for the whole for the long-term situation. I mean, to be fair, Phil Foden's left-footed. If you're going to be playing him as an inverted winger anywhere, you're going to be playing him on the right or through the middle. But... Still, <laughs> like obviously, City have faith in Phil Foden. I've called him the best young player he's ever seen. But now you're gonna accommodate we every. Keep, we you can't accommodate everyone, man. We keep thinking that this is the moment Phil Foden's gonna break through, and then suddenly they sign another ridiculously priced player to take to take his place. They did it with Riyad Mahrez. Now they're doing it with Jack Grealish. Okay, to be fair though, all right, Foden twenty twenty one. Uh, I mean, Grealish is 25. I'm calling it right now. De Bruyne is leaving in two years' time. <laughs> That's when Foden's uh, going to take off, all right? Hey, De Bruyne is 30 years old. I didn't even realize that. Holy yeah, shit. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I still think De Bruyne's got a few more years left in him, but... Probably, I mean, but like, you can't... Mate, I think they need to start looking in the future, like, five, six yeah, years I, like, down the right. At what point... Is Phil Foden going to decide I need to be playing? I question whether I'm going to be playing at Manchester City. And you know, he starts asking him the real question of how do I get myself to Manchester United? But you know, that's 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 a conversation for another day. Good one. All right. Good one. Good one. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of that's sort of a barometer-setting discussion, though, because. You're looking at their youth team players like Liam Delap, Cole Palmer. I mean, some guys have already left already. Pedro Porro, um, Lucas Mecha, and you're thinking, is there an actual first team future for me at Manchester City? Or are they just going to keep signing 100 million worth players and suddenly not going to be able to play in this team? No, you're right, and I think that's a that's a very, very, very important. Question that's like probably lingering at the back of the minds of all the youth players that they have, and they have very good youth players. They do. Unfortunately, they have a lot of yeah. very good young players. Yeah, they do. I it's mean, disturbing how many young players, how many good young players they have. I mean, even outside of like just the English players, they had on loan at Sporting Petro Porro, who's the best right back in Liga Nos last season, and they let him go for pretty cheap to Sporting on a permanent move. And it's simply because, like, he's never going to play for Manchester City. So I mean, essentially, right? What they're doing is they're trying to be Chelsea 2.0, but actually having good young players within their ranks. <laughs> no, they're be- they're doing exactly what Chelsea has done for the last decade. Yeah. Yeah, but doing it much better because you know the players that they have are actually a top class. Right. And you know. Chelsea hey, got Chelsea. some good young players too. They just don't play for oh. Chelsea anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. Is is Men Men Miyaga still there? 
I said good players, not Matt Piazza. <laughs> Yo, Man I have no idea Matt Piazza good Men, anymore. Men still at Chelsea, by the way. He's still at Chelsea. That's ridiculous. Matt Piazza is terrible. <laughs> he spent a season alone and under like the last season. Okay, all right. No, I'm not, I'm not going to divert just yet on uh, Chelsea because we, we're going to talk about Chelsea in a bit. Um, okay, is there anything else on Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish that you, you like to cover? We can talk a little bit about how upset Villa fans are. Because them folks are in their feels. They are <laughs> sad. And you do store dead, bro. Like, I mean, yeah. Grealish is so culturally connected to Aston Villa. Like, he's from Birmingham. He grew up supporting Villa. His grandfather or his great grandfather, one of them played for Aston Villa in the FA Cup. Um, like, he is connected completely to Aston Villa and I think deep down inside we all look for you know the next Francesco Totti the next Paolo Maldini but we're in a new era of the sport and that's probably never going to happen as awesome as that would have been for Grealish for Grealish to say no I want to stay at Villa and I want to make history with Villa that's just not going to happen anymore unless your name is Marcus Rashford Uh, Eh, he'll probably end up leaving Nah, yo, 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 you knock on, knock on wood, bro. Knock on I mean, if his wood, ankles bro. ever start working like they used to before. Uh, that's a good point. Well, I mean, I hope they don't uh, work as well so that, you know, no one else wants it. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, I'm joking. But you're right. I think, um, you know, I, I do pity the Villa fans. But at the same time, right, I think, you know, if, if you're a Villa fan and if you're hearing this and you're sad about Grealish leaving... Be happy that you have good people in charge of your transfers. All right, Leon Bailey, Danny Ings are good moves for the money that you know CD has spent on Grealish. Yeah, right? absolutely. They, they they really are, and you know they, it's not blind moves. Uh, yeah, they aren't really blind moves at all, and you know good on Villa for investing the right way and potentially and got- bringing in Exalt One ZB as well. You got a good manager in charge in Dean Smith. I think he's a really good in-game manager. I think he's a good man manager. You have some good players coming in, even though you'll lose to Grealish. I think you're going to... My worry is they haven't learned how to play without Grealish. And now they're going to have to. Oh, yeah, but if they do, I think they could be playing in the Europa League next season. They're all one right. of those teams that, like... And like the grand scheme of the Premier League, you know, we, we all know who teams 1 through 4 are going to be. We don't know who team 5 is going to be. And we don't know who team 6 is going to be. And I have no idea what the Europa Conference League place is. So we don't know who they're going to be either. And <laughs> I think Villa are one of those teams that are in those conversations. It's a good place Along to be. with, you know, Leeds, Tottenham, Leicester. I guess we can throw Arsenal in there. I was going to we'll probably have but... to, given the amount of money they spent. Um, West Ham, if they West don't Ham, get, yeah. I mean, it looks like that price is going to stay. So yeah. that's a massive boost for them. But at the same time, them playing Europa League with that fairly thin squad without our Lord and Savior Jesse Lingard is a little concerning. Ooh. But yeah, they'd be in that conversation too. Honestly, right? Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, that's good, though. Like, you, you sort of have uh, the English mid-table back. 
Well, well, not really the mid table. You know, I'm, you know, you're really mid table is now six through nine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and everyone it's else, no, is it's no longer eighth through fourteenth. It is six through nah, nine. Everyone else is fighting relegation. Exactly. You know, that's 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 the English Premier League for you. <laughs> that's it's it's really like the English mid table disappeared when Stoke went down, and it's never been the same since. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's gone, bro. It's a forgotten art of sorts. You know, to finish in mid table, you're either you know top half or bottom half. You don't exist in in between. Well, Arsenal sort of existed in between last season, sort of, because you know, end of today, they could have potentially qualified for Europe towards towards the end. Yeah, they could have gone to Europe conference. They, they could They'd have be playing to... away in Slovenia right now. Very, very potentially so, because everyone wants to play in Slovenia, don't they? Um, what was I going to say? Yes. All right. Anything else for Grealish? If not, let's move on to. The next I mean, player. I I have a a high horse I can get on about some of the coverage I've seen it, but that'd be a little too whiny if you don't want to hear it. Go for it. Go for it. I it was a Guardian article. I cannot remember who who wrote it about the Grealish movie. Said at the end of the day, when the big teams call, you can't say no to them. And oh, this is my hell? inner football romantic talking about it. And I thought, you know, one of these teams has won a European Cup, and it's not Manchester City. Yeah, exactly. Sort of <laughs> the state of where the sport has gone now. That Aston Villa are genuinely one of the biggest clubs in English football. They've won, I believe, the same amount of league titles as Manchester City have. They've won a European Cup. They're one of, I think, five teams in England to have won a European Cup. They're one of the most supported teams in the country, and they're now considered irrelevant because they don't have money. It's a shame, man. True I hope shame. they at least have the ability to reinvest this money and sort of keep the ball rolling a lot like Leicester have because Villa deserves to be in the conversation for Europe every single year they're genuinely one of the biggest clubs in England and they shouldn't be dealing with surviving relegation on the final day of the season like they did two years ago Villa's way too big of a club to be dealing with that yeah no I agree with you that I think that's actually a very uh, fair point that you raised Let's see, let's see, if, if, if Villa, you know, don't learn how to play Grealish, it's going to be a real problem. But, you know, to, to what the, you know, this journalist said, it's complete bullcrap. You know, there's no, game. I mean, uh, granted, you know, they won the Champions League or, you know, an European title, what, 30 years ago? Somewhat, 30 years, 1981, 1982. Oh God, you're right. 40 years yeah. Yeah, it'll be 40 years ago next year I mean I'm living in the past bro I'm thinking it's 2011 god <laughs> no a it's a simpler time 2011 20, oh, it's easy United's gonna win the title every year you know that's the common belief no one expected Fergie to retire two years later uh, but you know I think Let's let's see, you know. Let's let's wait and see how how things pan out for Villa. If anything, uh, Emi Martinez is probably gonna be relied upon a lot to to keep out a clean sheet, because if they are not going to be able to, I mean, I don't think I think it's gonna take time, 
for them to gel, especially with Danny Ings coming into the fray, with Leon Bailey coming into the Premier League for the first time. Uh, let's see. Let's let wait and see what, what what transpires. But yeah, and I guess on that note, let's uh, close this uh, chapter on Jack Grealish. All the best at Manchester City. Hope uh, you don't get benched and become Donny Van Der Beek 2.0. If not, that'll be really really hilarious, man. Okay, hundred so million. Hundred million so dollars. Funny. That would be so funny, but that would make me so furious. The fact that they can pay $100 million for a player that could ride the bench and Everton are looking under the couch cushions to try and sign Denzel Dumfries. <laughs> That's Yo. not the second player we're talking about, listeners. Don't worry. You don't have to hear me be sad about Everton. Yeah. And about one person that you would have to hear us talk about is Harry Kane. 